The Touchdown City Show is presented by Salango Law, where you don't get excuses, you get results. Visit them online at salangolaw.com. to you from the Stone Church Studio in St. Albans, West Virginia. Here's your host, Anthony Lewis, along with Avon Coborn and Derek Bailey. This is the Touchdown City Show. Welcome into the Touchdown City Show, presented by Salengo Law. I'm Anthony Lewis in the Stone Church Studio with Michael Sussman, Derek Bailey, and the GOAT, Avon Coburn. This week, we're going to talk a little bit about the college football playoffs, also News from the Big 12 and West Virginia basketball starts. So we'll talk about that. But first, let's get into some of this West Virginia Mountaineer football. Actually, first, let's back up. How are you guys doing today? Because I don't think anybody wants to hear us talk about the football Nobody game. Nobody so wants to hear about doing? that. I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. It's, it, it, at least the weather's nice. I mean, it's still fall. There's some nice things going on. I'm doing well aside from the football season, but I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I'm doing well. I mean, last night was fantastic. Today is my daughter's birthday, my um, little Nova. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. Great day today. You know, it's um, it's crazy. It's like 80-some degrees. I, yesterday, I wore the same outfit that I wore on opening day. It's, it's wild. It's 80-some it degrees. Yes. It was 80-some degrees yesterday. It's for November. Yeah, it's I think. I think, and I saw, I think uh, by like next Monday or Tuesday night, it's supposed to be down to like 23 is what my phone's showing. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> nobody got no that's, time for that. That's beautiful. <laughs> well, West Virginia drops another one in Ames, um, 31-14. And um, we're not going to get into the weeds. We did an episode last year called Beating a Dead Horse. I mean, so we'll call this one Volume Two. Let's be let's be <laughs> honest here. Nothing, nothing was good yesterday except the defense in the first half. I kind and and I'll, I'll say this as well. I felt like the team quit yesterday again. I felt like they quit, which is another bad sign. That's the second time this year I, I felt like they've quit. I agree. I, I felt like they quit as well. I didn't think they played as hard as they needed to. Um, enjoying the company of a Stills brother. Um, the defense played hard. I think you know I agree with you. The defense played played well. Um, until, you know, mid third quarter, early fourth quarter, it was just, it just, it went downhill from there. Yeah. It's, it's gotta be frustrating being on that defense. And when you are having a good game, because they have so many bad ones. Yes. When you're, when the defense is keeping the offense in the game and the offense can't do anything, it's gotta be frustrating. But it's been both ways all season, but the defense had it together a little bit yesterday and and the wheels fell off at the end, but. It's just like we're we're they, doing it, guys. Come on, you know. They may have they may have tired out too. Let's be honest. They may have got like they may have gotten tired in the third quarter because right. the offense couldn't muster a first down. That was an embarrassment in yeah. offense. And I mean, you're thinking about you know the guy that we're paying, and it's funny because we can say this: we're paying this dude eight hundred thousand dollars, you know, to to go out and play, and he stunk up the place. He, he, is he, that what his NIL is worth? Yeah, I think he got like $850,000. That's what I've been told as well. He's getting like $800,000. And let me say this, because he got crushed last year by our fan base, I think the record for WV football could be 3-6 and six if Daigie was the quarterback. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I don't think Daniels is not what we wanted him to be. I think we all kind of got our hopes up that he was going to be that guy. But let's be real, the last four weeks he's been Bad. I mean, he was bad yesterday. Yeah, uh, but I mean, he is what we wanted him to be. Like, he has the leadership skills. I mean, it's 
it's weighing on him. Like you could be a leader. Um, you could be a leader and, and it just weighs on you. And now what he has to do is get himself. He's got to get himself back. I mean, he's got to, he had a lot of drop passes that just stalled the momentum of, you know, just not talking this game games before. And sometimes you just get fed up. I mean, he feels like I'm a lot better than what, what these guys are, are, you know, portraying me to be, but now he's playing to the level of where and these other people are. Instead of elevating the Except team around elevating. him, he's being drugged yeah, down. He's being drugged <laughs> down. <laughs> he is he the anchor has the anchor you know, these anchors in his fun boat is bringing I wish him we, down. I wish we could drag our opponents down to our level. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's gotta be a little upsetting. You know, you hit a guy right in the hands and he just yeah, and drops he drops it. it. I mean, it, you know, it, it happened several times yesterday. They dropped some passes yesterday. I, yeah. Sam James dropped one. <laughs> right I mean, it was. I, yeah. <laughs> He's pretty pretty notorious for doing that. Yeah. But I mean, overall, the defense was fine. I think the, the block punt call. I mean, he said, you know, the offense was playing poorly. That's fine. But you're getting the ball back, and you're only down ten to seven. Give the defense a chance to force a turnover on the next possession. Just punt it back to him if you have to. Punt on first down. Pin them deep. You know when they used to make those MSN videos and they would give them a title, you know, like the 88 one yeah. was a, a perfect gift and, yeah. you know, whatever. This one's this one should be titled Consistently Inconsistent. Oh. Because you it's, don't know what team is coming week by week. Last week they play toe-to-toe with TCU with opportunities to win, and this week they go out to Ames. And let's just – Neil Brown's teams are never prepared to play on the road, period. Never. 100%. I agree with you. I agree with you with that 100% of the time. He – he does not have his boys ready to play, and I didn't. To be honest, when when it started, I was like, "Man, this is getting ugly." Like, and it was only ten to seven, but it felt like it was like forty-five to seven, and That's, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't seem like it was going to be well. And then we scored a touchdown, and it was like, "Wow, we might have some hope." But then, you know, it just went away that fast. Iowa State's outscored WVU seventy-three to twenty in the two games in Ames under Neil Brown. Seventy-three to twenty. They're not that much better than WVU. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, it was a basement brawl yesterday. Yeah, the bottom of the toilet bowl. But, but they're, but they're. The thing is, is with them, they're at least in games. Like Texas beat them 24-21. Kansas State beat them 10 to nine. Baylor beat them 31-24. Kansas beat them 14-11. I mean, they're not getting beat 38 to 20, 48 to 10, 31 to 14. They're in games. They're competitive. West Virginia has games where they're not even competitive. It's like they don't even get off the bus. I swear, I think. I mean, I hate to say this, West Virginia is the worst team in the conference. Yeah, that is terrible. We're um, there. They're, they're we, we dead are. last. We worst are. team in the conference. And then I heard, I heard Neil Brown uh, before the game at the Neil Brown show. He said, "You know, there are no bad teams in the Big Twelve, except one. Except for one. Well, unfortunately, I'm not, not going to call West Virginia." Very bad. I'm not going to call them good. Well, if you're the They're worst team good. in the conference, you're yeah, very bad. But, but no, well, the thing Can, is, is I think, that, well, I guess by conference standards, <laughs> you're very bad if you're no, the worst team I mean, in the conference. You think about it. What, what, what team? I mean, Virginia Tech is probably the, is the worst in the ACC. You think so? Boy, there's some bad teams in that conference. I mean, the, ACC some real is bad terrible teams in that conference. I mean, but but we wouldn't be able to compete in the Big Twelve. I mean, I'm sorry, the Big Ten. No. Like, well, we wouldn't beat Rutgers. Hang on, though. Hang on, though. The Big Ten West, the Big Ten West, I think West Virginia could actually win the Big Ten West. That's how bad it is. Illinois <laughs> Illinois leads the Big Ten West. They play crossover games, the East and the West. Illinois' two losses in conference are Indiana and Michigan State. Both of them are dead. Well, they're basically the two worst teams in the S- in the in the Big Ten East, with the exception of probably Rutgers. So it's going to be Illinois playing the winner of the Ohio State Michigan well, game in the Big t- Ten Championship. That's the bad thing. It's a complete 
disaster on that side because you have Illinois sitting at two losses, right? They still have to go to Ann Arbor. They play Purdue this week. Illinois is in first with two losses. Purdue, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa are tied for second. Northwestern's not mathematically eliminated, and they've won one conference game. Oh, goodness. That's how bad we are. We're not even talking West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Talking everything but. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about uh, the coaching carousel around the country. There's a lot of coaches still in the hot seat, including our own coach, Neil Brown. Uh, also, I want to talk about the college football playoffs, and we'll do all that after this on the Touchdown City Show. The Touchdown City Show will be back right after this. It's Mountaineer football season at Tony the Tailor. Tony the Tailor is the Valley's preeminent men's clothing store. Master Tailor Anthony Perizzino has assembled an extraordinary combination of world-renowned vendors and support staff with one goal in mind, to exceed your expectations. In addition to hand-tailored clothing, Tony the Tailor also sells quality WVU apparel from Johnny O to show your support for the Mountaineers. Use promo code Let's Go for 20% off WVU apparel at at bestmastertailor.com. At Summit Community Bank, we believe in making people our priority. We believe in personalized service and exceptional financial products and services that meet a diverse range of needs. So whether you're saving for college, first time home shopping, planning for retirement, or managing a small business, Summit is committed to helping you live your best financial life. Visit www.mysummit.bank to learn more. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Show. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Show. Presented by Salengo Law. I'm Anthony Lewis in the studio with the Touchdown City crew. Michael Sussman, Derek Bailey, and Avon Coburn. Before the break, we were talking a little bit about um, conference football. In, in, in other conferences, and would even West Virginia be able to compete in some of those other conferences? And, you know, one thing, one point I want to make about that is these conferences, college football is bad right now. All these conferences are really top heavy. Um, well, yeah. I mean, you saw it yesterday. If anybody, if anybody had a chance to watch Tennessee and Georgia, you could see the talent gap. Now, I'm not even knocking Tennessee. I think mm-hmm. Tennessee's pretty good. Georgia's talent gap in that game was so large, it looked like what you would see between, say, West Virginia and Oklahoma with a talent gap normal years. Like, that's how much talent Georgia has. Georgia looks like an NFL team. They're the new Alabama, by the way. They're the bully. They're the new bully in the country. They're going to bully people. That's crazy you yeah, said that because I, I, I did not think Texas would be – I mean, um, Tennessee would be – I mean, I'm sorry, Tennessee would lose to Georgia just because of the way their offense was playing – but it is a true statement. Offense wins championships. Defense – I mean, I'm sorry. Defense wins championships and offense wins games. I thought, I thought Georgia would make a statement yesterday. I thought they did. They beat the they brakes beat, off them. Yes. And and the thing is, is you have to think, Alabama losing last night to LSU. LSU's, if LSU beats Arkansas and Texas A&M, they represent the SEC West in year one of Brian Kelly's tenure for the championship game against Georgia, assuming Georgia wins out, which I figure they will. So you have LSU against Georgia. That'll be an interesting matchup, although I think Georgia will – I don't think anybody's going to come close to Georgia. Let me just say that. I don't think anybody's going to come close to them. Well, later in the show we're going to talk about the college football playoff. But since we're talking about all this, uh, all these teams in this carousel, let's get into 
here was a last week we co- talked about the coaching the coaches hot seat the website that had last week yeah. they had him twenty Neil Brown twenty three this week they got him at eleven well he should be like three <clears throat> well there's a lot of bad football coaches ahead of him Jimbo moved up to two so here's what I want to ask you guys if West Virginia makes the move and Derek's been checking his phone all day because he thinks it's coming today uh, I've been waiting on the breaking news I'm waiting for, I'm just waiting on it I turned I turned on my ESPN app and I, my phone buzzed and it was just the uh, college football the new ap poll was out did alabama move up for a close loss i didn't open it because i was driving when it buzzed so let me ask you guys this who's out there who's out there for west virginia and i've got a list of guys i'm going to throw at you but i just want to hear what you guys are going to throw at me first prime time Deion sanders all right so here's where i don't think i don't think he even leaves jackson state until it's time to go to Florida State, I don't even think he's going. I think he he'll may, pass on Auburn. He may he may wait a while because Florida State looks like they're right in the ship. They beat Miami forty five three last night, so Norvell looks like he's and they also have a win over LSU now, which looks really good. Um, as far as coaches that are available, I mean, most people are going to throw out Dan Mullen. You know, Hugh Freeze just signed the extension, but people are going to throw his name out there. There's always going to be coordinators and things like that. I don't really know. I don't know the answer to this question. However, we're paying a guy several million dollars to find out the answer to this question, and that's what he should do. <laughs> well, he might he might be attached to that. Uh, well, if he's attached alert. to that, <laughs> well, if he's attached to that alert, that's fine. We'll bring somebody else in. But I mean, you can always you you can hire a coach away from someone. West Virginia is an attractive job. It's a difficult job, but. With Oklahoma and Texas leaving the Big 12, I mean, West Virginia is probably, what, the first, second, third best program in that easily. Right. I and, and, and I mean, you can get a good coach. And there are coaches like that would leave where they are. I saw Matt Rule thrown out there. I don't know if that would be a good hire or not for WV, although he is a Pennsylvania guy. Let me ask you, what are your thoughts on Jamie Chadwell at Coastal? He, yeah, his name's going to come up. He's an interesting guy. They've done well, obviously. For several years now, what is about third? It's about third or fourth year in a row. They've been pretty good. He's mm-hmm. got a he's got an interesting offense. They've got a really good quarterback down there. I can't remember his name. They have a good quarterback though, and uh, they have a tight end in the NFL. If anybody knows Isaiah Likely, so he's getting some good players down there. But uh, the the thing is, is he? I'm not sure is his age or anything. You have to get a young guy, in my opinion. Not yeah. young. He's got to be energetic and want to recruit. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't. I, I for me, if we're going to go get a player, we're going to get a coach. I'm sorry, we got to get somebody that has won a championship. I, I, I'm tired of getting these guys. I don't care if we go and get uh, Marshall. I mean, not Marshalls, but um, Alabama's equipment manager. He knows how to win a championship. <laughs> I, I, I'm tired of getting guys that that have haven't won, don't know how to win, haven't been around. Um, winning, you know, Don Nealon came from the, Michigan. The, the the Michigan tree where they won championships. We need to go get a lineage of somebody that has won a championship. I don't care where we go, um, Jimbo. I mean, he he's sucking it up right now, but I'd take him in a second. He, he knows how to win. Like I'd take him in a second. I, I don't know what the deal is there, but I, I mean, I, I would take him over over anybody from Coastal or anybody from. I need I need somebody that's won. Also, another thing that I want in this next coach. I want to play physical football. I want to run the ball. I don't care if they run a spread. Play physical football and run the ball and try to play some defense because West Virginia is running an air raid in which the whole state of Texas runs. That's all they run through midget league. I'm sorry, not midget league. Uh, little, little league football all the way through junior high, high school, whatever. 
They run that all the way through. Is that not politically well, correct I, I, anymore? That's why, yeah, I, I, I said, I said Mitchell League. I shouldn't have said that. That's what my trophy says, Mitchell. I, okay, okay. Well, anyways, but they run that. They run that system, and West Virginia doesn't have the like the resources to go into Texas and recruit. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if you play different, if you play a different style, you're harder to prepare for. Run the ball and play some defense. Control the clock. My my thought my theory on Jimbo is one I think he's out. <clears throat> oh, he's out. He's fired. So that's like ninety million. They go give him like ninety million dollars. That ain't nothing to Texas A and M. That's twenty bucks. My my thought process is if Jimbo gets fired, I feel like West Virginia will make a play for him, and here's why: Jimbo can come to West Virginia. He can go seven and five, eight and four, jump up periodically, and win or or, or compete in the Big Twelve championship game. And he will walk on water like Bob Huggins does. Bob Huggins walks on water in West Virginia, and he, in the last 10 years, has not really produced much since the Final Four. But people love Huggins. Yeah, because he's, he's a West Virginia guy. He's a West Virginia guy. He can do the same. Jimbo will bring energy back to the program. The donors, the people will love him. And if he goes 8-4, and four, we love him. If he, if he has a 3-9 and nine season, they'll forgive him. If you're not from West Virginia, you mean, yeah. they don't forgive that stuff no. very easy. Yeah, I wonder how his buyout reads, though. I wonder if he takes a new coaching job, if he still gets that. But, well, it's guaranteed money. Never mind. They guaranteed him that money. So, it is guaranteed money. So, never mind. that. I recall that now when he signed. I understand that. That um, I really I really want – I think Jimbo is great. But if he's not going to win, we have to have expectation to win. I'm not looking for a guy that that is just here. <laughs> I don't want to celebrate a win against James Madison. Thanks. Well, on the way to commercial break, I will just let let you guys know, Jacksonville State is seven and two. They're first in the Atlantic Sun. So <laughs> we didn't even mention the boy Rich Rod. I'm just putting that out there as we go to commercial break. When we come back, we'll hear from Michael Sussman from the locker room. We'll do that after this. Text the guys questions or comments at 304-9696-TDC. That's 304-9696-TDC. Hey, guys, it's buy one, get one free boneless wings every Thursday at Buffalo Wild Wings. And guess what? You're going to be a dad? What? No. It's boneless Thursdays, which means free wings. (laughs) You'd be a great dad. Buy one, get one free boneless wings every Thursday. Only at Buffalo Wild Wings. Buy one, get one of equal value free at participating locations for a limited time. While supplies last, limit one, not valid with other offers. Size exclusions apply. Delivery and takeout valid on Buffalo Wild Wings website or app. may apply. The relationship between a lawyer and a client is based on trust. You have to make certain that the lawyer you hire has your best interests at heart. This is attorney Ben Salango. Just like the Mountaineers are fighting hard on the field, the Salango Law Firm will fight hard to win your case. Whether it's medical malpractice, automobile or trucking accidents, hiring an experienced lawyer will make a difference in the outcome of your case. When you hire my law firm, you get results, not excuses. Check us out at salangolaw.com. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Show. Hello, it's Michael Sussman here with this week's Touchdown City Game Recap brought to you by Salango Law. The WVU football team disappointed once again Saturday, falling to Iowa State 31-14 on the road. With the loss, West Virginia has now dropped three in a row and resides in the basement of the Big 12 at a conference worst 1-5. Here's your last place head coach, Neil Brown, postgame. All right, story of our game was... uh the inability of our offense to move the ball at all. 
Yeah, I thought defensively we hung in there. We, we really did. I thought we really played well through three quarters. Disappointed we were, we gave up some rushing yardage to them, but we gave a ch- gave ourselves a chance to win defensively. Um, the roughing the punter penalty was huge. You know, it's 10-7 game at that point. Uh, we had a chance to get the ball back around. That was obviously the play of the game. They scored there and, and took control of the game. West Virginia's offense displayed the epitome of ineptitude, recording an abysmal 200 total yards. Yeah, we didn't. Obviously, you play 49 plays. It's going to be hard to win, you know. And our inability on, uh, you know, I think if you go back and look at our first downs is where we probably really struggled. And outside of the, the the drive at the end of the half and both and at the end of the game, I'm not sure we we got multiple first downs. Maybe one other drive. Now, there's not much good I can say offensively. I mean, you watched it. Bad as I've been part of. The output from the Mountaineer pass game was the worst we've seen all season by far with quarterback JT Daniels throwing for just 81 on 8 of 22 passing. WVU wideout Sam James on some of the struggles through the air. I don't know. We wasn't in sync together as a team, as a unit, honestly. We missed a lot of opportunities on the field. Um, you know, I wish we could go back and, you know, get a do-over. But, you know, life, we don't have do-overs. So, you know, we just missed a lot of opportunities. We got to go back and watch the film and see what we missed just to work on it and get better. Uh, just having energy and juice, you know, not making plays because, you know, once we make plays, like, we get rolling and stuff, but, like, when we don't, we just get down, and we got to be able to bounce back from that stuff. I mean, we were close on, you know, a couple throws executing, you know, getting those conversions, but we just didn't, at the end of the day, we just didn't execute. On the other side of the ball, the Mountaineer defense held the Cyclones in check until the middle of the second quarter when Iowa State's Deshaun Hanika reeled in a 16-yard pass to go ahead 10 to nothing. And after a scoreless third quarter, the Cyclones heated up in the fourth, scoring three touchdowns, including two runs into the end zone from tailback Cartavius Norton. Here's what Mountaineer defensive lineman Dante Stills had to say postgame. Yeah, we had him right where we wanted the whole night. Uh, that, last, that last big run they had, I, I take full blame for that. I was in the wrong gap. We had him right where we wanted the whole game, I, I would say. Then, you know, they started getting away, you know, to make it some few plays here and there that get him closer, so... I really do think we had him. WVU allowed Iowa State to go for 172 yards on the ground, which is a high output for a team that typically struggles to run the football. You know, and I was just, you know, I thought we would play their run game better. You know, they've really struggled to run the football. And, you know, they had, what, 100 and they went for 172 today, you know, rushing, which is well, that's by far in a way the most they've had in a league game this year. I thought we'd be able to do that better, but we probably held their passing game in check better than I thought we would, you know. And and once they got in the, and once they got control of the game there, um, late in the third, early in the fourth, then they did a good job, kind of kind of sitting on it. A key turning point in the game took place on the second play of the fourth quarter when WVU's Reese Smith was flagged for roughing the punter. Iowa State would then gain an automatic first down and find the end zone four plays later to go ahead 17 to seven. We we're playing so bad on offense, Kevin, that. I, you know, I thought that we had as good a chance to make a play on that. I mean, you think about it, we were in the third, it was toward the end of the third quarter, other than the last drive, and we got nothing going. You know, we dented them a little bit in the run game. Our pass game was non-existent. Um, and so I felt like our best chance maybe just to, just, and we and we were close. You know, we were close. Um, and that's been a really good unit for us all year. But that, I mean, that penalty obviously was critical in the game. Um, and. He definitely hit him. I thought he was blocked into him, but I haven't seen enough of the replay to tell you whether I'm whether that's accurate or not. 
West Virginia now 3-6 and six overall will have to win out just to become eligible for a bowl game. We still have a chance for a bowl game. Uh, got, got to win out. Um, we got Oklahoma, K-State, and uh, Oklahoma State. So there's a three tough opponents. It's, you know, it's, it's week by week with the, the Big 12. So we has got to just go in on Monday and uh, focus and, and watch a lot of film. As for the Cyclones, Iowa State improves to 4-5 and five overall going into Saturday's matchup at Oklahoma State. Here was head coach Matt Campbell after the win. From a second-half standpoint, I really just thought we were outstanding. You know, even the first drive of the second half, you know, you you, you drive the ball the length of the field, and I know we, we end up missing the field goal, but, you know, I really felt like our efficiency, you know, through in, in really all phases in the second half, that's the best we've been. And, you know, I, I think there's times where over the course of the last couple of weeks, we haven't been as efficient in the second half. You saw some positive things and some, some really good things happen, but the ability to finish a football game, the ability to put a second half together, um, probably the best growth that we've had. And Thanks for listening. This has been Michael Sussman with this week's Touchdown City Game Recap brought to you by Salango Law. We'll be back next week with a breakdown of WVU's Week 10 clash in Morgantown versus the Oklahoma Sooners. Back after this. Foundation problems don't get better with time. They don't get less expensive to fix either. They get worse, slowly but surely, as the years pass. But at some point, no matter how much you wish or pray or ignore them, they need to be dealt with. But there is a solution. Because foundation problems don't get better with time, but they do get better with us. Visit AlfredHomeSolutions.com and schedule a free estimate today. It's our liquidation event at Todd Judy Ford. We have just repriced 97 vehicles below market value for immediate liquidation. We have cars, trucks, and SUVs in all price ranges available immediately. And you can start the process right from your phone. Just go to our website or Facebook page to chat with our team. We can send you a link to appraise your own trade using Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer, and we can send you an application for financing. And financing is available for all credit types. Just go to ToddJudyFord.com and see for yourself. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Show. And welcome back to the Touchdown City Show presented by Salango Law. And um, thank you, Michael Sussman, for the report uh, yesterday, from yesterday's game. All right, let's talk college football playoffs. It's that time It's Playoff. that time of year. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's starting to kind of play itself out. Last week, as we said, you got to watch Georgia and Tennessee. One of those two are going to eliminate the other. But did they? That's the question. Yes. Did Georgia eliminate Tennessee from the playoffs? I think they did because of uh, Michigan and Ohio State. I think that they're gone because, in my opinion, TCU is going to be undefeated. They're going to win. They're going to get in. And if they don't get in, this whole college football thing should go down down the drain. So, Michigan, I think – so, it's going to be Ohio State, Michigan, um, and uh, um, um, Georgia. Georgia, yeah, Georgia and TCU. I think it's chaos. That's <laughs> what we're looking at right now. I think we ha- we're going to have some chaos here. TCU is a six and a half under- point underdog. They are an underdog at Texas next Saturday. If TCU loses and they win out, like, and then after that they go out and win twelve and one, you might have TCU at twelve and one. What if Oregon, USC, or UCLA sitting at twelve and one in the Pac twelve champion? Ohio State or Michigan, one is undefeated. One of them has one loss. Mm. Georgia's undefeated, and Tennessee has one loss. 
you're going to say, like, let's say it's Oregon because they lost 49 to three to Georgia. To Georgia, yeah. Now, Tennessee didn't get beat that bad. <laughs> and I know they're different teams. They get better. There's a long season and everything, but they still played. It's going to be chaos if a couple of these teams lose, which is still Michigan or Ohio State, one's losing. Yeah, one of them is They have to lose. Yeah. If TCU is to lose a game and then, like, they're sitting there with, like, four or five teams with one loss and undefeated, it's going to be a complete disaster for yeah. them. The 12-1 and one teams, I think, is going to, it's going to be a, uh issue, like, the 12-1. and one. But I, I, I don't think it will be because Georgia's going to be undefeated because nobody's going to beat them. And then Ohio State's going to get in or Michigan, one of those two. And then you have TCU, you TCU, said. which is which is I think there's a no brainer. It's going to make it easy for them. Okay, well, who, who does the four spot go to? Does it go to the Pac-12 champion with one loss or one loss Tennessee, or one loss one loss Michigan or Ohio State? <laughs> no, it's going to be it's going to be Michigan and Ohio State. Oh, you State. think they both yeah. get in? Okay, no, I think okay. they both get in. Well, I, I, I mean, uh, it's chaos. Let me just back. Let me circle back around to TCU. TCU still has to play Texas, Baylor, and. Iowa State, and then a Big Twelve championship game. And a Big Twelve, they have a hard they have a hard schedule left. I, I, I mean, and like I said, they're an underdog Saturday. I I don't know what to expect out of Texas because God knows what they're going to do from week to week. But I will say, I do think TCU has major issues on on defense, and I think Bijan Robinson can go bonkers against them on Saturday. Can LSU sneak sneak around the chicken coop? Not with two losses, you can't. They're interesting to me because. I, I, yeah, but that's the S. Like they give the SEC the benefit cannot, of that. That that will destroy football if they I let couldn't them agree go. more. And and they lost forty to thirteen to to Tennessee. If you if they win out, like that would include a win over Georgia, a win over Alabama, but Tennessee beat them in Baton Rouge forty to thirteen, and they would have two losses. I don't see how you can put them in unless everybody starts losing, and it's like two thousand seven all over again. I'm just saying, I mean, if they because who they they still have to play. You just oh, said. they play Arkansas and Texas A and M and UAB. They ought to be. They they should represent the West in the SEC championship. What if they win Georgia. the championship? That's what I, I mean. I know that's what it could be. I don't think. Can you going leave to. the champion out if they knock off Georgia? That's what. Can you? I mean, yeah. Like what? Would, can what you would put happen? Georgia in ahead of LSU? I don't see how and they're not be, the champion. I don't see how that would be fair. But they've done it before. Penn State was the champion in sixteen, and they put Ohio State in. Yeah. It's going to get wild. It can be chaos. I mean, they're that going to have is. some. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. So well, going, going to eight teams, do you think that's going to make a? You think it's going to make a difference? Nope. Unanimous. <laughs> nope. Clemson also is still sitting there with one loss. Now I know they lost thirty-five to fourteen, but they could also win out and be a one-loss ACC champion. What do you do with them? They got. They got. Beat they got up. destroyed. <laughs> they got beat up by Notre Dame. Notre Dame's won 27 games in a row against the ACC in the regular season. That tells me everything I need to know about how bad the ACC is. 27 in a row. And then Notre Dame lost to Marshall. Yes. Um, Among other teams. Yeah, among other teams, yeah. I I can't remember. Somebody else else beat them. I don't remember who it was. So Marshall could beat Clemson. That's what we're looking at. (laughs) That's exactly what what it comes down to. So reserve them a spot. The beat the team, the beat the team. That's right. You know what I mean? (laughs) I I mean, we've already beat Oklahoma because we beat Baylor. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. We'll we'll trounce Oklahoma next Saturday. So, honestly, and also, I don't disqualify the fact that two Big Ten teams could get in. I don't think they could – If I think if Ohio State and Michigan play a tough champion – like, they play a close game. Yeah, they're getting in. I think they could both get in 
depending on what happens in the that, SEC. That's I mean, last night honestly was the best thing to happen for Ohio State and Michigan. Yesterday was the best thing yeah, to happen for that's them. What, that's that was, why I said that. that was a perfect storm for those two teams. If they just if they just win and meet undefeated and it's a good game, I think they both have a legitimate shot of getting in this. But thing. then SC, SC and uh, Oregon are. It, we'll see. Oregon still got to play Utah. Southern Cal still has to play Notre Dame and UCLA. UCLA still has to play Southern Cal, and then they still have to play a championship game. All those teams could lose again. I mean, or, or, or or somebody can or have a really impressive those, resume. Yeah, one of those two teams can can win out, and now they're now they're actually really really good. Yeah. And and that's where I think, I because I, I mean, I, I, to, to my opinion, Ohio State, Michigan, both of them are getting in. And then it's really that fourth spot. Is it going to be a TCU undefeated, or is it going to be a Pac-10? You know, because I think one of those two teams are going to win out. I, I when watched, did the power shift happen here? Wait, that's what I'm asking. When did this power shift go from the SEC to the Big Ten? Because because uh, of the name of the be, schools. Not 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 just that. I think because of the way they're playing. Like both of the 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 Big Ten teams, they're playing. You know, they're playing really really good right it's now. It's crazy to think that Bama and Clemson have eliminated themselves. And Bama has. Man, I hate to. I'm not knocking Alabama. It's not over for Alabama. Like I'm not saying this is this dynasty's over or no, whatever. It is over, bro. It's Georgia's better than they are right now. I'm not going to deny that. I Georgia didn't think they better. were though. I didn't I, think they were. I thought Georgia was better. I you thought Georgia was the best early. team in the country. I thought you they were the best team in the country. Uh, but like, if you look at Alabama, like going back to that Auburn game last year, and I know they're playing some tough teams, but like they they could have lost to Auburn. All right, yeah. they beat Georgia. They lost to Georgia. They could have lost to Texas. They could have lost to Texas A and M. They lost to LSU. Now, granted, all these games are close. Like right. they're not. They're it's not like they're getting beat forty five to three. But like they could be like they, five they and five their last. Games. Yeah, they could be like five and five their last ten games instead of whatever they are seven and three or whatever they are. I saw a tweet this morning that read that the, the tweet was the NIL era has officially ended the dynasty, Nick Saban's dynasty. Yep, it has because now money is drawing players to different places. And you're not going to get any money if you don't play at Alabama. I mean, what you can, you can get money, but I don't know. We got to, we got a guy getting eight hundred G's apparently. Do, do, do you know? I mean, what what's uh, troublesome with me about Alabama is it's like they've gone to a finesse team. He used to go out there and just pound on you, and it's like yeah. that's what Georgia does now. Georgia goes out there and Absolutely. they're like, "We're going to run it down your throat, and we're going to beat the crap out of you on both 100%. lines." And that's what they do. And Alabama like wants to go out there and finesse you, and I, I you know. That's it's not exact, working. That is exactly the shift because it that's is. what Alabama used to be, and now they want to throw the ball all the time, and now Georgia's like, I'm going to line up and I'm going to kick you in the mouth. And I'm going to say this about Ohio State. You touched on them earlier about how they struggled yesterday. As a Michigan fan, I'll probably eat these words later, and I don't care, but that team looks soft to me. When the weather's poor, they play awful. They can't run the ball. Northwestern yeah, ran – I think Northwestern ran for over 200 yards yesterday, and they, had, they outgained Ohio State in that ball game. And if Ohio State plays Georgia, oh, good Lord, it's going to get ugly. Because they can't I, – I, I think they're soft. I, I agree. I mean, I, they didn't play well yesterday, but they're still they – didn't, they didn't, their speed didn't show up. Their talent level is what's setting them apart in the Big Ten. Yeah, I agree. Well, it's going to get interesting, that's for sure. I mean, there's still a lot of football to be played. Oh, a whole month. I, I don't even know – well, I mean, technically – you know, Illinois could possibly get in if they win the Big Ten Championship. They've got two losses. <laughs> They're out. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about what happened around college football. We'll do that after this. If you can't be an athlete, be an athletic supporter. The Touchdown City Show will be back right after this. 
Get more bank for your business with United Bank. Whether you'd like to start a business, purchase commercial real estate or equipment, United Bank can help. We support business development throughout our great state, making business and consumer loans and fueling opportunities. Small business owners' dreams come true and larger corporations grow. What can we do for your business? United Bank, West Virginia's bank. Proud to be united with the Mountaineers. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. You've been in an accident. It's time to call Warner Law Offices. We've recovered millions and millions of dollars for car accident victims. Don't settle for the insurance company's low offer. Call us today. No upfront cost, free consultation, and no fees until we win your case. Warner Law Offices, when you need justice. Bobby Warner, now's the time. Call 345-6789. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Show. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Show presented by Solango Law. Thanks for dialing it in this week, checking out the Touchdown City Show. And if you like what you hear, go over on your favorite podcast platform and hit subscribe. You can listen to it there. And some of the extras like Chill Sun with Avon Coburn and Monday Morning Quarterback with Major Harris. You can do all that over at the Touchdown City uh, platform on your favorite platform for podcasts. So, uh, all right, Michael, what are some of the headlines this week from uh, college football? All right, well, we'll start with a basketball score, actually. Oh, wait, no, I guess it is football. Houston falling to SMU 77 <laughs> to 63. Is Dana Holgerson going to have to learn to acknowledge the existence of defense? He has never started, so I don't know why he will. I, I watched some of this game. I had to turn it off. Like, I mean, it was like people were allergic to tackling. It was awful. Like, guys were streaking wide open. Ten touchdowns for the SMU quarterback. Nine nine throwing and one one uh, one rushing. Looked like Baylor, West Virginia from several years ago. I, I thought that they would both put up 80 at some point, especially it, going into the half. SMU had 56 at halftime. Right, that's so crazy. They slowed down in the second half and only got 21. Well, they made some defensive, defensive adjustments. adjustments. <laughs> And then Baylor knocks off Oklahoma 38-35. to Looking at that, how does it shake out for next week for the Mountaineers? Well, I don't think – We got any, a chance, baby. We I don't think anything team. shakes out well for the Mountaineers right now, but we beat the team that beat the team. So, I'll take a victory for next week. Just West cancel it. West Virginia over Baylor is the biggest upset of the year in the Big 12. <laughs> it's oh, got to wow. be. Yeah. It's got to be. I don't think it bodes well for West Virginia, but that's just my opinion. You know, the unfortunate thing, here's a, and this just shows you the difference in talent level, West Virginia has never beat Oklahoma in Big 12 play. No. And I don't think it'll start next week. No, I don't either. And then the Texas Longhorns with a big-time 34-27 to win over Kansas State. All things considered, Steve Sarkeesian's done a pretty good job this year. That, that running back for Texas is fantastic. Uh, he is fantastic. That kid, he might be the best running back in the country. I was going to say, he's, he's the he, best back in the if country. If he's not one, he's two. And, I mean, the only one I can think of is Corum might be better than him. That's yeah. the only two, they're, in my opinion. They're, they're one, really two. close. They're really good, both of them. But he's fantastic. And, yeah, and that like was an exciting game. Yeah, I mean Texas. You know, when you want to count them out, and they get they get back up off the mat and well, win a ball game that you think maybe they were going to lose, or they may just because I've been so used to them flaming out here in the last few years. I look over and they're up thirty-one to ten, and I'm like, oh well, they you know that that one's probably over. I look back over, it's thirty-four twenty-seven. Kansas State's across midfield with like forty seconds left. I was like, that's Texas. <laughs> yeah, they're back though. 
And then the Big 12 just continues to be confusing. Kansas knocking off Oklahoma <laughs> State 37-16. to 16. That What did you guys think of that one? That was a – man, Kansas State – I mean, I'm sorry, Kansas – that team is is confusing because with their backup quarterback, they're still fantastic. Like, hey, I like Kansas. I mean, I wish their I wish their starter was still playing, but that backup quarterback can throw the football. Oh, he, hold on, he reminds me of the Oklahoma quarterback that's at S, S, uh, that S, that is at SC right now, Caleb Williams. Yeah, Caleb Williams. Uh, I watched a little bit of that one too. Oklahoma State was playing with a backup quarterback, but I don't think it would have mattered. Kansas came out; they looked very very sharp. Uh, that was probably their biggest win in a long time. I mean, Oklahoma State was ranked, and that's good for Kansas. And you know, if if the uh, kid that's starting right now wants to transfer, I mean, he can come to Morgantown if he oh, wants to. Yes, please. <laughs> well, the kid, the, the the kid from Oklahoma State, Wrangle, he threw three picks yesterday. Yeah, so it's tough. when you when you start turning the ball over, uh, you're going to have issues. And then Neil from uh, and let me look here on his he had 24 carries, 224 yards, and a touchdown, and he had six carries. Or, or sorry, six, six catches. catches for 110. Yeah. So he was just running wild yeah, on their defense. He was going crazy. But yeah, that, yeah can, good for Kansas. It, you know, does that make them ball eligible? Ball eligible. I'm happy for Kansas. Yeah. Well, they, maybe they'll be happy for us when we get out of the toilet. I doubt <laughs> it. <laughs> it's been a miserable football season at WVU. Last in the conference, three and six, but it's okay. There's hope around the corner. <laughs> this week, basketball season <laughs> starts against Mount St. Mary's. I hope so. And then we got the backyard brawl later this week. How are we feeling about Mountaineer hoops? Well, you know, thank God it's here because, but it's crazy to me because the weather hasn't changed, so it's hard. And it's to, hard to get it's ready hard to get it. ready for it. But uh, basketball is here, so we'll get a look at Hugs' crew on Monday night. Um, you know, we won't get to, we won't really get a, a real feel for them Ho- tomorrow. Hopefully, but. they surprise. They're picked ninth or tenth in everything I've seen in in Big Twelve preseason polls. So hopefully, they surprise. Uh, and please, for the love of God, someone make a shot. <laughs> Please, I'm begging you. Yeah, they're not going to do. They're not going to farewell shooting thirty percent. No, and twenty one percent from three. You're just not. No, it doesn't work. You have to shoot the basketball now. Hand in the cookie jar. You know what's interesting? <laughs> yes. Yes. yes, I just watched that the other day. <laughs> yes. By the way, um, uh, you know what's interesting is they play in the backyard brawl so early in the season. Usually that's like a December game, but maybe that Xavier game bumped it back, you think? I, maybe. Pitt, Pitt plays a tough schedule. I don't think Pitt's going to have much either. I don't think they're very good this They've year. They've been dog. They've been really, really bad. Doo-doo. Have you, have you all – I mean, I've paid attention somewhat to some of these exhibition scores. Lenoir Ryan beat Louisville the other night 57-47. to 47. I mean, Louisville losing to Lenoir. I know, I know it's exhibition, but, I mean, 47 points? Come on. That's bad. And Pitt – or uh, Kansas was down to Pittsburgh State fifteen to four, like five minutes in the other night. I mean, I know you know I know it's preseason doesn't mean anything, but still, it's just surprising. Is that a Mountain East team? No, I think they're in the they're in Kansas. They're a, like a Division two or three team out in Kansas. They play every year. I thought it was that. Isn't there a Pittsburgh Mountain East team of some sort? I don't know. <clears throat> There's Frostburg. I think that's PA. I don't know. I mean, it's it's even mind boggling that I would even know things at that yeah. level of sports. But <laughs> here we are. But, yeah, we'll get a look at Hugs' crew and, um, you know, the, the hoop season's here. I think for him, I think he has to make the tournament this year. It's a big It's a big year. It's a, it's, I mean, that's, a, you know, it's a big year for him. They've been pretty bad two out of the last four years. Uh, I do think it's, yeah, I mean, he needs to make the tournament, at least at least postseason play. Just make some postseason play, show some improvement. I mean, and I, hopefully they will. 
I'm not 100% confident because it's going to take them a little bit, like with all the transfers, to gel together and everything. So we'll see. I mean, they should win these two games. I don't think Pitt's got much. And if they put it this way, if they lose to Mount St. Mary's, we may be in big trouble. Uh, I won't watch another game the rest of the season. (laughs) All right. West Virginia takes on the Sooners in Morgantown. And I will repeat West Virginia has never beat Oklahoma in the topsy turvy world of the Big 12. Can West Virginia win next week? Avon will go last because we know his answer. Um, Michael, what do you think? I mean, I mean, you've got a you've got a take on this and a perspective. I think we are officially in the dog days. I think it is bags over the head bad. I've got Oklahoma big in this one. I think Neil Brown's losing the team. He's definitely losing the fan base. The product product in the field on the field in Ames was just unacceptable, and we've seen no shows three times this year. The one thing that we were building around was the starting quarterback, maybe J.T. Daniels could bring a spark of energy, but it just proves he's on his third school for a reason. It's it's played out poorly, and yeah, I think it's it's going bad in Morgantown. I've got Oklahoma thirty-eight to seventeen. You asked if WVU could win. I'll say, yeah, they can win. Will they? No. They're not going to win another game. Go ahead and put – they're not going to win another game. They're going to finish 3-9. and nine. They play Oklahoma, Kansas State, and uh, Oklahoma State. They're not going to win another game. They're going to finish 3-9. and nine. I have no faith whatsoever left in the climb. My climb, it's over. We never started a climb, but whatever. It's a, I'll We've take – falling off the mountain. I'll take Oklahoma uh, 31, West Virginia 13. <clears throat> Avon? <clears throat> so – Here's here's my here's my take on this. Um, you know, we got blown out on the road again. Yeah, I'm looking at the stats. I'm three and six right now. But this is this is what this is what I know. This is what I know. Neil Brown is a middle of the road, par below par coach. But can he pull out a couple wins at home? Which is yes. And then we go to the point of the last game of the season. Can we pull out another one to 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 fight to win? I don't know, but we'll talk about that. But I, I know we're gonna I know we're gonna win this week because we we played so bad on the road. Stills is gonna have them boys ready to play. Just I mean, if you saw the way he played last week, he had it all. Um he played lights out. He's gonna have everybody ready. JT's gonna see the stage and say, Oklahoma, let's go do it. WVU thirty eight, Oklahoma thirty five. What offense have you been watching the last few weeks? 38 points? Last week, no, but at home we play well. Okay. All right. Well, I'm taking the Sooners this week because I'm trying to catch Derek. I'm trying to stay in this thing. Um, Although I don't think it's going to be a blowout for the Sooners. I think it's going to be Oklahoma. I'll get – I mean, they'll probably score 38, and I'm going to say West Virginia 24. You know, West Virginia should be – West Virginia should be able to score on them. Or 31, because that seems to be the number we get stalled at every week. <laughs> We're going to win, and then you guys are going to be looking at me like, you know what, Avon? You you're, might you might be on to well, something. Then we'll you're still going to be looking up at me in the standings. <laughs> well, All right. I'm, I'm going to be catching you. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Touchdown City show this week. If you like the show, make sure you swing by touchdowncity.com and check us out on your favorite platform. I'm Anthony Lewis for the Touchdown City crew. We'll see you next week. The Touchdown City Show is presented by Salango Law. Get your Touchdown City merchandise by visiting touchdowncity.com. 
The Touchdown City Show is produced by Anthony Lewis in partnership with HD Media, the Charleston Gazette Mail.